Hello and welcome to the UK Gamers Podcast. Well, this is currently going to be the last publicly available version of the podcast. Uh, what I've decided to do is to put the podcast on my Patreon page. So if you're a Patreon, you'll be able to continue listening to this podcast. However, if you're not a Patreon, there's going to be a time delay. I'm currently thinking six months, so uh, that's something I'm still considering more news as and when it happens. However, let's get to this uh, edition of the podcast out the way. So we've had E3 recently and there's been a big argument between Xbox and PlayStation 4 as to who won the the show and then there's people saying what about uh, Nintendo etc etc. Well, it strikes me that Xbox showed off the most games so kind of had a better event maybe but the PS4 had the better uh, exclusives and a lot of the really cool games from the Xbox uh, show are going to be available on the PS4 anyway and um, I can't remember the name of it, something like Ghost of Tsunami or something like that which is a sort of Witcher meets Samurai um, kind of open world RPG game that looks amazing and of course the other game that looks really cool and is possibly coming to Xbox and PC and I hope it's also coming to PS4 um, but obviously I probably get it on PC and that's Cyberpunk. Now Cyberpunk uh, came from Mike Pondsmith's uh, role-playing game and CD Project Red are working away furiously at it and the hype train's getting going and it does look good. Now when it's actually going to come out that's a different story but um, Witcher 1, 2 and 3 have proven that CD Project Red tend to deliver so I'm very excited about Cyberpunk. Which neatly segues us into uh, my next news article, which is FFG is about to drop the Android Netrunner LCG. Now, the interesting thing here is Cyberpunk, the role-playing game, inspired CD Projekt Red to do Cyberpunk 2077. But um, Android Netrunner is built on the Netrunner game, which also links to Cyberpunk. So it looks like what's happened is FFG have had the license pulled so whilst they can still do an Android LCG, because Android is a FFG property, um, Netrunner is a Wizards of the Coast uh, property and it looks like it might be pulled back in-house to them. So we'll find out what's going on in a bit. There's lots of rumours as what's going on, but um, yeah, FFG having to discontinue Android Netrunner. And of course that's caused a big ripple of what does that mean for other LCGs, etc, etc. Now, talking of LCGs, uh, Warhammer, um, the LCG adventure game, that got cancelled when GW pulled their license from FFG. But um, the game was so good that FFG have actually reissued it as Heroes of Terranoth. Now, that's going to be coming out pretty soon. It looks very good. Uh, I might be tempted to look into it and pick it up. Um, it's sort of a version of the Lord of the Rings sort of game but tweaked quite heavily to be a totally different thing so that's also very exciting and of course that also neatly segues us into the Asmodee news now Asmodee have offered themselves up for sale and that caused a big kerfuffle uh, but they're also still buying up or trying to buy up other companies so uh, it definitely looks like they're releasing IPs and acquiring IPs because obviously FFG is part of Asmodee so it's going to be interesting to see what happens there um, could this be a big shake-up, you know, is Hasbro going to swoop in and grab bits of Asmodee? All sorts of exciting developments there. We'll have to wait and see how that shapes out. Uh, talking of new developments and old games coming back and being reissued, etc., um, there are a couple of other bits and pieces out there. Shadowrun Crossfire Prime Runner um, looks like a 
tweak of the Shadowrun Shadow Run Crossfire game, which I quite liked, although there were problems with it. Um, so it'd be interesting to see what they've done with Prime Runner, which looks like it's built on some of the tweaks from Dragonfire, which is the D&D version of Shadowrun Crossfire. So I'll be very keen to see more news about that. It was meant to be being released tomorrow, but it's been pushed back a month or two by the looks of it. Uh, so another hard game that's coming back from the dead is Vampire the Eternal Struggle, or Vites. Uh, Black Chantry have got three collections of cards up on Drive-Thru RPG. Be interesting to see where they take it, because it looks like you could just buy those cards and you think, yeah, great, I can play the game again, but it strikes me as there's not enough in those sets to be able to play the game, so you will need to have some original cards. So more news as and when that happens, but Black Chantry hopefully can... Resurrect Vitesse, because apparently it is actually a pretty good game, uh, but it was quite complex and didn't really fit the, the magic uh, card players' needs back in the day. Uh, another game I'd like to see come back is Mythos, actually, which uh, I don't see happening because of the Arkham LCG, but there you go. Now, if you've been following me for any amount of time, either on my podcast or on... Um, you know, YouTube, you will know that I'm a big fan of Command and Colors, and particularly Command and Colors Ancient. So I'm very excited to see Command and Colors Medieval being announced. Now, Medieval is not going to be the kind of knights in armor from the 14th, 15th century type stuff. It's going to be early Byzantium versus Sassanids. Now, I love the Sassanids and the Parthian, uh, you know, the, the Persian, Iranian, Iraqi sort of uh, region. Um, the you know, the Sassanids famously beat uh, up the Romans quite badly, um, killing off Crassus and inspiring the uh, Game of Thrones, you know, have some gold seen. Um, so, yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to seeing more about Command & Colors Medieval. Now, it's made the cut on P500 pre-order, so I might have to go check that out, particularly now that GMT seem to have a European shipping option. So that's very exciting to me. And that, again, neatly segues us into the Kickstarters, because on Kickstarter right now, Plastic Soldier Company has Red Alert, which is a Command & Colors in space game. Now, I don't know, I currently I'm quite excited by Red Alert, but also a little bit cautious. Uh, they have just switched up the fleets, because originally the fleets would be identical, just different colors. They now have different ship models on both sides, so that's going to be good. Um, but Command & Colors works really well for modeling ancient and medieval combat. I'm not sure if it models sci-fi radio communication combat very well, so it'd be interesting to see, but um, it looks to me like it's based off the samurai battles sort of game. So you've got your command deck, your combat deck, and you've also got tokens that you can spend, and that might mitigate some of the problems people have with command color. So, for example, if you can't order a particular unit, you can spend some tokens to get it to move or combat and stuff like that. So that's quite good. And also you get red alert tokens, which are like retreats. And uh, if you get too many retreats, you actually literally get a red alert token, which means there's something wrong with your ship, which you have to send an engineering team or you know, onboard marines or whatever to deal with. So that is quite interesting. So uh, you might want to go check that out. Uh, you also might want to check out Escape the Dark Castle. That's back on Kickstarter with a load of expansions. And despite Dice Tower's uh, review by Tom Vassell absolutely slating the game, I think he did it a bit of a disservice. Now, yes, it is a quite a simple game. Yes, it does have weird sort of ugly, inverted commas, artwork. And yes, it has limited choices, but I don't think it's quite what Tom viewed it as and if you're a non-gamer it's actually a really good um, game I've actually introduced it to people who are not really 
board gamers and they've loved it so I think it's a really good gateway game with a sort of nice dark retro 80s theme and it works really well for that now if you're a uber um, Euro gamer or Ameritrash gamer then yeah maybe it's too old school too simple for you because you know a bit of a board gaming snob or whatever but yeah go check it out I think it, it's really good at working for its target market uh, there's also Getaway Driver uh, up on Kickstarter. This looks like a sort of a sequel to Burglebross to me. Uh, it's by the co-designer, um, so it's definitely worthwhile checking out. And Rado has done a, another playthrough video of it. And um, yeah, it looks quite interesting and it's quite cheap, so definitely worth picking up. Uh, another quite cheap game that's worth looking at is Card City XL. Now, I was quite interested in this, but I've actually got the original Card City um, so I was, I'm in an R and I've decided not to back it right now but um, Card City XL along with its expansion is currently available on Kickstarter definitely worth looking into if you like minis um, Godslayer was on Kickstarter unfortunately they've had to cancel that campaign but you can currently pre-order minis from the Megalith website and that's definitely worth checking out the game rules look great I've got a load of videos going up about it um, so more news as and when that happens and hopefully they'll be back on Kickstarter kind of towards Christmas time sticking with the miniatures theme you have Solomon Kane which is a very weird co-op game where you're not actually playing the character of Solomon Kane but you're playing the sort of ghostly otherworld virtues that influence and aid Kane and it's quite intriguing I'm not sure how I feel about it. Both my friend and I have sort of got our toe in the water there, but I'm not sure whether I'll follow through with that. Um, funding is a real problem for me right now, um, so I'll probably have to drop the pledge, but I got in on the early bird just in case. Um, but I'm probably going to have to drop that pledge, sadly. Um, but um, it does look like an interesting game, and some of the minis are just gorgeous. Moving away from minis, um, we also have Mountain Witch on Kickstarter, which is great news. It's a version 2, and there is an option to get into the deluxe box set with tokens and cards, and I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Um, if you've watched my YouTube uh, channel, you might have seen I did a trailer for a playthrough I did with my gaming group, and I had a really good 8-hour game. Uh, it's a sort of a one-and-done sort of scenario, but um, because the scenario is so open... Um, it's infinitely replayable and I really do enjoy it and it's got some nice interesting mechanics in there um, it's fairly simple maybe a bit too simple for some people but as a person who really likes sort of storytelling role-playing these days I don't really like the really crunchy role for locations role for encounters role for this role for that um, I've sort of moved away from that so I really like that now talking of uh, role-playing games um, Hero Quest had uh, a really I suppose in different reception uh, as the new version of RuneQuest and it's a very story driven thing and it, I really really enjoy it and it's really good at multi-platform multi-genre play uh, but it originally was designed to be played in Glorantha and uh, it's apparently going to get an SRD or OGL release so that's very exciting to me and I could see some really cool games coming out because I've played Firefly, Star Wars, Vampire yeah, all sorts of crazy stuff using the HeroQuest rule engine and definitely worth checking out. Now I mentioned Glorantha, well obviously Sandy Peterson has got a couple of uh, toes in the water there with both RuneQuest and God's War, so uh, hopefully the God's War Kickstarter will 
pop into uh, my mailbox soon. Uh, apparently China's just starting to gear up production. But um, RingQuest was the original setting for, um, or rather RingQuest was the original role-playing system that introduced me to the setting of Glorantha. And it's been reissued. Um, so RingQuest 2 has been updated to, I guess officially it would be RingQuest 4, uh, although I think it's just called RingQuest. And um, I definitely want to check that out. It's getting rave reviews. It's like a high quality full color um, version but as I say that my only concern is it is or was quite a crunchy set of rules so I did pick up the RingQuest 2 reprint back in the day um, but I, I'm very interested to see what they've done with the new version and if you're not sure what the RingQuest game engine is uh, if I remember correctly RingQuest came out first it then evolved into Call of Cthulhu and a couple of other games like Hawk Moon and uh, Ringworld and it then became the basic role-playing system by Chaosium so uh, it's a really good solid set of rules very flexible and I think it, it's really amazing as Call of Cthulhu but in RingQuest you had uh, armor locations so when you hit people um, you know like you could literally chop people's arms off and stuff like that so definitely worth checking out anyway there you go that is a pretty good quick look at all the various exciting things going on in the world of gaming right now uh, so video games some really cool stuff from e3 uh, some interesting news um, dice tower is probably and board game geeks a good place to go check out on that obviously kickstarter tabletop games loads of really cool stuff going on there and um, google plus does seem to have a pretty good role-playing community building up and then there's also uh, what is it rpg net that you can go check out so anyway that is it for the final as i say publicly released version of this podcast um, that doesn't mean you won't be able to listen to me in the future as i say um, the patreon option I, i'm looking at doing a time lock so the patrons get it first and then joe public uh, gets it kind of three six months six months being my preferred option right now so there you go so if you've got any feedback about that as an idea please let me know and i will try and post up um, my uh, patreon page in the show notes for this podcast so until the next one happy gaming <laughs>